Good day and welcome to another edition of Cross Faith Bible Ministries. Bible studies, we're going to finish John chapter 9 today. Today we'll be covering verses 35 through 41. And the title of today's lesson is Spiritual Blindness. Reviewing from last week, last week we studied and we seen where the Pharisees questioned this blind man once again. And they wanted to know how Jesus had healed this man, right? And they tell this man, you know, we don't know where Jesus is from, but we know he's a sinner. But you see, this man shows in last week's lesson that he wasn't fearful of the religious leaders, right? Because he speaks the truth. And if you remember from a couple of lessons back, this man's parents was questioned. But yet, they're fearful of the religious leaders because that's how the religious leaders ruled over the people. They ruled by, by, by striking fear in people. But this, this man, who, who was born blind, who Jesus healed, when the Pharisees confront this man, we see that this man's not fearful, right? He says, I don't know if he's a sinner or not, the man says. But, but all I know is this, that I was blind, but now I can see. You see, this man wasn't only healed physically, but he was also healed spiritually. And that was the lesson of last week, right? Because the religious, the religious leaders told this man, you know, we don't know where he comes from. Now, being religious leaders, being spiritual leaders, they knew where Jesus came from. Because if they really studied the Old Testament, the Torah and the prophets, the prophets said where Jesus came from, right? So by them saying this, showed that they either disregarded the truth or they knew the truth, but it didn't fit their narrative, so to speak, right? And this man is kind of taken back. This man says, you have all this education, all this schooling, all this wisdom, all this knowledge, right? But, but you say that you don't know where he's from. See, this man was given revelation by God, who Jesus really was, right? And because this man says this, we ended last week's lesson, and the scriptures tell us that they cast this man out, outside the temple. And remember, if you were outcast from the temple, you were really an outcast from the community because you was excommunicated from the community. Why do I say that? Because the Jews went to the temple three times a day to pray, right? It's, it's a huge deal for the Jews to go to the temple and pray. So if you was cast out the temple, you basically was cast out of the community. So what we're going to see today is we're going to see that when Jesus hears that this man was cast out, we're going to see that this man is cast out from the temple. He's cast out from the community. And what does Jesus do? Jesus does like he always does. He responds, right? He goes find this man and he starts questioning this man and talking to this man and telling this man, do you really true believe that I am the Messiah? Do you really and truly believe that, right? And we're going to see that this man truly believes, and because he believes, he worships Jesus. So with that being said, open up your Bibles to 
John chapter 9, starting in verse 35. Verse 35 starts off this way. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, him being the man. And when he found them, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, Lord? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. And Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. And Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, so that the blind will see. And those who see will become blind. And some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this, and they asked, What? Are we blind too? And Jesus answered, If you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim that you can see, your guilt remains. So let's go back up to verse 35. In verse 35, Jesus hears that this man was thrown out. And when he found him, he said, do you believe in the Son of Man? So Jesus here, he, he, he hears that this man is, is thrown out, is cast out of the temple, right? Which means cast out of the, of the community. So when Jesus hears this, Jesus responds like he always does. He goes find the man, right? See, the message is this, that when we are willing to suffer for the right testimony, right? God's going to respond to that in, in a positive way. God's going to come to you. God's going to fight for you. God's going to give you victory. Now, going back to the scripture, the scripture tells us that Jesus heard that they had thrown him out. And when he found him, I want to concentrate on that word and. And right here is a conjunction. It tells us what took place and what was the outcome of what Jesus heard. And what took place? Look what the scripture says. And when he found him, he said, do you believe in the son of man? Now we know that Jesus has called many names. Jesus is called a great teacher. He's called a rabbi, a great rabbi, right? He's called a prophet. He's called a miracle worker. But right here we see this phrase, son of man, and that's important. Because this term appears several places in the New Testament. And this term always points to two things. It first points to the divinity of Jesus, Yeshua. And second is that the son of God, right, does the work of God. Amen. So this is all tied to a messianic call. So when Jesus, Jesus is saying here, do you believe in the Messiah? Jesus is saying, do you believe in me? And secondly, he's saying, do you believe that the Messiah is divine? And look what the man says in verse 36. Who is he, Lord? Now, Lord, remember, the New Testament is written in Greek. So in the Greek language, this means, the word Lord means respect. Just like in the English language, we say, sir. So we see that this man is showing great respect for Jesus, right? Look what he says. Tell me so that I may believe in him. So we see here that this man that was born blind, right? Now he can see. This man knows that in some way God is moving through Jesus, through Yeshua. So he says, I want to believe. And I know that you are the Messiah. See, he understands and he's willing to respect and accept the divinity of Jesus. 
that Jesus is God in the flesh. You see, if we don't have a divine Messiah, then we really don't have hope. I understand the Son of Man speaks about the incarnation, right? Meaning how God became flesh. But you see, some people think that man became God, right? But, but, but there's nowhere in the scriptures that tells us this. It's God became man. Now, he never stopped being God, right? He's God, but he's fully man, right? He never stopped being divine. The scriptures doesn't, it, it tells us this, right? He, he's, he's God in the flesh. He's fully God, but fully human. Now, I want you to understand this. Why am I saying all this? Because the Jews don't believe in this. The Jews don't believe in the incarnation, right? They believe that the Messiah that is to come because they believe that Messiah hasn't come yet. They believe that he's a pure man. He's an obedient man. He's a faithful man, right? He's a man that, that knows the Torah, that knows the laws, that, that, that knows the traditions of the elders, but he's simply a man in the flesh. That's what they believe. And if you ask any rabbi, when the Messiah comes, right? Now, we know that Jesus came already, but I'm speaking as far as the Jews. If you ask them when the Messiah comes, where, where is he going to go? They're going to tell you he's going on the Mount of Olives because that's what the book of Zechariah says, that his feet will be on the Mount of Olives. But if we really look at the passage from Isaiah 14, it says that God, Hashem, because that's what they call God, Hashem, this is, the, this is what the Jews call God. He says he will stand on the Mount of where? Olives. But in rabbinical Judaism and Christianity, then we both believe when it, the Messiah is in reference to Jesus Christ, right? You see, the old prophets talked about God being our Redeemer. But they also talked about and they say that Messiah is the Redeemer. So if you put those two together, what the scriptures say about God and about the Messiah. The only way this comes true is if you believe in the doctrine of incarnation. That God and Messiah, Yeshua, in this case Jesus, Jesus Christ, they're one. God came down in the flesh as a man. But he was always God. But he's also human. And he came down in the form of Jesus Christ. Amen. So what this is, is, is referencing here is right when he says the son of man. He's also referencing right here the son of God. Amen. Verse 37. Jesus said, you now have seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. So Jesus flies out, flies out. He just tells him, I am he. Now, I want to focus on that phrase with you. If you go back to the Jewish culture, the teachers, the rabbis, right? The Jews in itself, they believe in this phrase, and we've all heard this phrase, Emmanuel, God with us, right? Now, if they really truly believe in this phrase, then they should know that this explains the incarnation. See, it is the name of the Redeemer. It is the name of Messiah, right? And the Jews call the, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, what, what we call, but they're going to call the Messiah, which is to come, which they believe, the Mashiach, right? We know him as Jesus, the Messiah. 
it speaks about his redemptive work and that through him we're going to be with him so in this passage Jesus is telling this man hey look man I am the Messiah I am he then the man said in verse 38 Lord I believe and he worshiped him so we see that this man believes he believes that Jesus is God in the flesh you see this because he worshiped Yeshua that we can see that this word Lord right it means Lord as the Lord God Almighty amen it supports the concept of the Son of God it is the proper response that knowing that Jesus is the Son of God that he is our Redeemer that he is our Savior amen see this man right here now truly understands that the man who healed him right the man that allowed him to see was God in the flesh so he believes in the identity of Yeshua that Yeshua is divine so the proper way to respond to Jesus right is by worshiping him because that's what this man does he worships him see so the message to us is that if we believe in his divinity then we need to worship him now there's some Jews today that say they'll say you crazy right because you only worship God the Jews call this blasphemy believing in the divinity because they don't believe in the divinity but if you go to Daniel chapter 7 I believe it is let me look it up right here yes Daniel chapter 7 there's a verse that speaks about the coming of the Messiah there's a text about the Messiah coming before the ancient of days which is God let me read to you this this scripture Daniel 7 13 and 14 says this in my vision at night I looked and there before me was one like the son of man this is speaking about Jesus here coming with the clouds of heaven he approached the ancient of days the ancient of days here is speaking about God and he was led into his presence so we see here that Daniel sees a vision and he sees the son of man meaning Jesus going in the clouds to heaven and he approaches God right he's led into his presence and look what else the scripture says he was given authority glory and sovereign power so we see that that God gives all power all authority over to his son Jesus all the nations and all the people of every language worship him his dominion is an everlasting dominion and will never pass away and his kingdom is the one that will never be destroyed this is speaking of the kingdom of heaven which will be eventually the kingdom of God so we see here in this scripture Daniel points it out that Jesus is God and God gives his son all power all authority all sovereign and we see that every people of every language of every nation will worship him and his kingdom will never be destroyed so you see we need to understand the prophetic truth of Scripture because these these Pharisees that's in the Old Testament that's the Old Testament prophets is Daniel they should know this right they should understand this but we see that they don't they deny the truth right they deny the truth they disregard the truth over the traditions of the elders so the message for us is is that we need to understand prophetic truth in Scripture it's important to understand 
the Old Testament. It's important to understand the prophets. Amen? Because when we understand this, then we can really worship Messiah like he needs to be worshipped in an appropriate manner. Amen? Verse 39. Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, so that the blind will see and those who see will become blind. Now, let's take the first text of that scripture. Jesus says, For judgment... I have come into this world. Now, if you look at that phrase or that term judgment, for judgment, Jesus says. When we look at this word judgment, you know it's the first thing that we think of punishment, right? But I want you to understand, biblically speaking, there's many different understandings of this word judgment. Yes, it can mean punishment, right? Because we know when Jesus comes back and his foot lands on the Mount of Olives, right? And the Mount of Olives splits and there's a valley. Jesus is coming back to judge this world, meaning he's going to judge the evilness and the darkness of this world. And he's going to cast them, what? Into hell. And that, that landing on that Mount of Olives and that valley forming, that's going to usher in the thousand-year reign here on earth. So yes, he is coming back to judge. But here, when he's speaking to this man, when he says, for judgment has come into this world, that's not what he's meaning. He's not meaning I'm coming right now to punish. What he's saying is I'm, I'm, I'm coming to put things in order. I'm coming, right, so, so people can see who I am. I'm coming to make things right. See, if you look at this entire chapter, this blind man, born blind, he had no hope. He had no hope of ever regaining his sight because this had never happened before, right? No one had ever been... Born blind had been healed. But now he can see because Jesus heals him. See, the message is this, that those in darkness, through the ministry of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Yeshua, they can see things from God's vantage point. In other words, the term judgment here means the order of God. Amen? Now, going back to the scripture, the scripture tells us the last half, so that the blind man will see, and those who will see will become blind. So let me ask you this question. Do you see things from God's perspective? In other words, do you rely on the truth of God? Do you put the word of God first place in your life? See, you may think you're spiritual. Just like these religious leaders, right? They thought they were spiritual, but in reality, they're blinded. Why? Because they deny the truth. See, unlike this man who was physically blinded, right? Because he believes in the truth. He's not only physically healed, he's also spiritually healed. See, the Pharisees are not seeing things from God's vantage point. But this man is. So the question is this. Are you seeing things from God's vantage point today? Right? Are you putting religion or anything else before the truth of God, before the word of God. Because if you are, then you're blind. You're like the Pharisees. That's what Jesus is saying to this man. See, there's a lot of people that say, I I I'm confused in life, right? I, I don't know why I was born. I don't know the purpose why I was born. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. You see, people that think this way and say these things, they're in spiritual darkness. 
See, the message of this story is that if Jesus can heal this man who was born blind, then he can heal you. He can heal us from spiritual darkness. He can give us illumination. He can give us revelation so that we can see things from God's perspective. Amen. See, the big question is this, I guess, right? Are you willing to acknowledge your blindness in your life? And are you willing to submit to the truth? Now, going back to the scripture, Jesus tells this man, and those who will see will become blind. So if you go back up and read the whole scripture here, Jesus said, for judgment, I have come into this world, right? He's coming to put things in order. That's what he's saying. So that the blind will see. So in other words, this man was physically healed. He believed that Jesus healed him. He believed in the divinity of Jesus. He believed that Jesus is moving, that God is Jesus, and Jesus is God, but he's man in the flesh, but he's also God, right? So because of this, he's spiritually healed. He can physically and spiritually see. But look what Jesus says, the last part of that text. And those who see will become blind. Now here's the truth. These religious leaders, they're rejecting the truth, right? They're rejecting Jesus. It is through their rejection of Jesus. Now, they thought that they knew the truth, remember, because they were spiritual leaders, right? They were religious leaders. They thought they were seeing things from God's perspective because they were appointed leaders, right? But you see, when they rejected the truth, they now came into darkness. They now are blind, just like the scripture tells us. So the message is this. If you're going to seek counsel from anyone, they better know and they better seek the truth. They better put the word of God first place in their life, right? They better follow the truth. They better know that the divinity of Jesus is real. And that Jesus is God in the flesh. So Jesus is saying in this passage, those people who are spiritually blind, if they are willing to seek after me, follow the truth, follow God's word, then I can take them out of darkness. That's what Jesus is saying. I can give them illumination. I can give them revelation. However, Jesus is saying also, those people are leaders who reject the truth, reject the word of God, right? Reject the divinity of Jesus. Well, these people are deceived. And because they reject the truth, they are blinded. They're living in darkness. They are blinded. Verse 40, some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, what are we blind to? So we see the Pharisees are hearing what Jesus is talking about to this man. And they can ask Jesus a question. They say, are we blind too? And look what Jesus says in verse 41, our last verse for today and the last verse of chapter 9. Jesus says, if you are blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim that you can see, your guilt remains. So that first half of that text, Jesus is telling the Pharisees after they ask this question, Jesus says, if you are blind, you would not be guilty of sin. So Jesus is saying here, if you're blind, admit it. And if you admit it, then you're forgiven. Remember what he said earlier in this study. If you acknowledge your blindness, he can heal you, right? He can and he will give you illumination. He can and he will give you revelation. 
But Jesus also says this, the last half of that text, but now that you claim you can see your guilt remains. See, they didn't admit their sin. They didn't admit that they were wrong because of pride, right? Because they neglected the truth. See, if you don't repent, here's the message. If you don't admit your sin, if you don't repent, then you will remain in darkness. You will remain blinded. And that ends our lesson for today. We're going to be back next week and we're going to be beginning John chapter 10. We hope everyone has a blessed and wonderful week. Thank you for tuning in. We love you guys. Until next week, God bless.